Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Through a countless number of experiences, I know that when you step into opportunity, you cut off fear. And when you step into fear, you cut off opportunity. Which means if you step into what your heart says, you cut off the worry of your mind. If you step into what your head says, you cut off the guidance of your heart. The decision to step into and take action toward anything in your life that excites you creates an entirely new vision of yourself and opens you up to more ideas and inspiration for what the next steps might be. When you move from your mind, which believes you're just this limited person who can't move beyond their past, you get stuck with the same limited options that you've always had for what to do next. Today is a special day for me. It is a day that by the time you're listening to this, I will be on a 25-hour plane ride across the world to Africa. Now, I have recorded podcasts on being drugged in Jamaica, being robbed in Europe, buying a house, doing all these amazing things. Like, I am 32. I think I'm doing pretty good. Honestly, like, for for the girl that grew up, like, you should work 8 to 5 and, you know, all these things, I just feel like I've defied the norms in so many ways. So if you listen to this, I always just hope to encourage one of you to do something outside of your comfort zone because one thing leads to the next thing and opportunities continue to open for you. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Today is a different type of podcast because there's a lot of uncertainty in what's happening in the next couple of weeks. So I leave officially from this recording date in six days for Nigeria. Now, I've always had this calling for the past couple of years to go to like Uganda. Something told me to go to Uganda and serve on a mission trip at some point in my life, right? Now, for years, I've done travel ultrasound. I've lived all over the United States, but I chased the money. And so when you chase the money, you don't leave time to serve and give back. And honestly, that's what happened. I made up every excuse like, no, no, no. And this trip is nothing but cheap. And I got um, some support from a couple of people who donated. But to be honest with you, It's coming all out of my pocket. And it's not the monetary amount that matters. It's the impact that I'm going to have on people and that they are going to have on me. So with that being said, I've thought about this for years. And now back in, I believe it was like 2016, I was in Reading, Pennsylvania. And there was a doctor in the maternal fetal medicine department that I worked in. And I didn't work directly with him, but he was like the head of the whole program um, for medical students and such. And he ran this mission called Faith Care Mission, and um, they travel all the time. And so I've always been in contact with this person. Like I said, this was 2016. We're in 2023 now. And finally, the opportunity came. And I was like, I'm doing it. 
I'm going to backpack Europe in 2022. And in the beginning of 2023, I'm going to Africa. Their mission trip was supposed to be in February to Nigeria. And they're actually in the process of building a hospital and stuff over there. So it's a place that they've been going for almost 25 years. So February rolled around, I should say January, and they canceled the trip. They canceled, canceled the mission because it wasn't safe. There was, it was election time in Africa. And with that comes a lot of unrest, civil unrest, a lot of crime. It was not a good time for us to be there. So we canceled the trip. When they were going to rebook it, I wasn't sure if it was going to fall into place for me, if I was going to be in school, because initially I was supposed to start my doctorate program in April. And I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go. Things transpired, more things happened, and I was like, yes, I'm going. Yes, I'm going. Okay. So we had to pay a little bit of a deposit. Um, and then the Faith Care Mission group worked with a travel agency to book our flights and all of that stuff. As the weeks have progressed getting closer to this trip, it's still a level three reconsider travel to Africa. And honestly, I don't live in fear. You guys who have listened to me for a while just know like maybe some things kind of seems like I'm doing stupid stuff, but I'm just, I don't live in fear. I believe there's more good in the world than bad. But the people closest to me are very concerned about me going. Honestly, hoping that the fact that I have a boyfriend now, he would just, you know, change my mind and I wouldn't go. And I'm not being naive or selfish in saying this, but like, I still really wanted to go. And I know that there's other ways for me to give back besides putting myself in danger. So I really thought about this. I had a lot of tears. I had a lot of people reach out to me. Like I have clients that have been in the military and they're like, Shauna, we have intel over there. Like, don't go. And so it's been really hard for me to hear this from people that I trust and I rely on. And I know like they're fearing for me, but I also know 98% of us live in fear. So I've taken it with a grain of salt and clearly made the decision to still go. I thought by now, I was hoping it would be a level two travel advisory and uh, it would be a little bit safer to go, but it's still level three. And what that means is pretty much reconsider travel, like don't go. I have papers in front of me. So if you hear me moving things around, it's because there's a lot of information I want to share with you today. Um, Reconsider travel due to crime, terrorism, civil unrest, kidnapping, and maritime crime. Some areas have increased risk. So basically the research I've done, the airport that we're flying into is the highest risk place that we're going to be. By the time we get to our destination, which is Southern Africa, closer to the water, it is apparently a more joyous, happy area. Like, I mean, whatever that means, I'm using like air quotes, but like, it's not a bunch of chaos and, you know, fighting and whatever else. Um, it says here for level three, reconsider travel. If you decide to travel, carry proper identification, obviously keep a low profile. And I'm like, oh yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'll keep a low profile, do the best I can. Um, Do not physically resist any robbery attempts. Uh, Review your personal security plans. And there was one thing that stuck out to me when I read this. And it was like, establish a proof of life protocol with your loved ones. And I was like, oh my God, what's that mean? I Googled it. Apparently, if you're taken hostage, your loved ones know specific questions and answers to ask the hostage takers to be sure that you are alive and to rule out a hoax. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's terrifying. Okay, so that really stuck with me, a proof of life plan. Enroll in STEP, which is a smart traveler enrollment program. And I did this for traveling Europe as well. It's receiving alerts about the, where you're at. And also it gives the U.S. Embassy your location. So um, like they have the location of the hotel that we're staying at and the dates that I'm going to be there. Um, it, the good, the best part about this trip is like I can't like post my location or anything like that. 
that's the big thing like traveling Europe and stuff is just like post after you've been at the place uh, versus while you're there. So you don't risk somebody following you or taking you or stealing your things. The big thing in the area that we're going to be in is crime. I'm not even bringing my laptop. The two most valuable things I'm taking is my cell phone and um, because I'm actually in charge of photography and videography for this trip and also my passport. Now, my camera was stolen in Greece, so I'm not taking that, which is kind of a good thing. Not that it was stolen, but it's a big camera, so I wouldn't have wanted to carry that around. But my phone and my passport will be on my body physically the entire time I'm there in my money belt, which is under will be under my scrubs while I'm in the hospital working. Um, everything else will be in our hotel room, air quotes. I don't know what that looks like. It could be a tent in the desert. I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be okay accommodations, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, I have two locks, one for my luggage and one to actually lock my luggage to something in the room. So they can't just walk away with my luggage and clip the, clip the lock. What's going to be in there for them to steal? My clothes. That's literally it. I, like I said, I'm not even bringing my laptop, even though for a plane ride, I, I could really use that. But like I said, the crime is so high and I don't want to have anxiety. I've been clearly robbed. And so I'm going to play it safe. I don't need that. So it is still a level three reconsider travel. However, I am still feeling the call to go. And after we had a two hour orientation with the group, I feel more comfortable that they have done this and they know the ropes and we just have to stick together and all the things. So the seven people on the trip, I only know the lead the lead of the mission, Dr. Schnatz, and there's actually two young kids going, a 10th grader and a 12th grader, which I thought was crazy powerful. Like imagine if I would have had this experience then. And then the the 12th grader has her dad going with her, and then there's another guy who runs like almost like uh, clinics in the New York area, I believe. So, and then there's a traveling physical therapist. So me and the traveling physical therapist, I think have the most medical background. The funny thing is during the orientation, Dr. Schnatz was like, nobody can know what Shauna does. Cause just like in America, when people find out you do ultrasound, you're just like, he's like, you're not going to do 3,500 ultrasounds in five days. So I could be helping in the operating room. I could be helping in the delivery room, delivering babies. I could be helping in the pharmacy, surgical, like it, I could be helping in countless places, but mostly, like I said, it's going to be a lot of ultrasounds, a lot of helping doctors. And I just think I'm going to be a changed person after this. So that's going to be my role. And those are the people I'm going with. Again, I'm actually flying to New York, um, flying into Newark, um, staying with my sister for two days and then flying out of JFK with everybody. We're all flying together. That was a big thing. Cause I'm the only one on the West coast. Like I said, I met this doctor in uh, Pennsylvania. So I'm the only one on the West Coast, so I do have to pay extra to like fly that direction and then go over. Um, but it's going to be worth it because it'll be obviously for safety purposes. Now, vaccinations. If you don't follow me on social media, y'all, I literally got stabbed to death. I spent $1,200 on vaccinations. And I'm all like Eastern medicine. I don't get, I don't even take Tylenol. Like I don't... I just, I'm, but these vaccinations have been around for a long, long, long time. And basically what the travel nurse told me was like, Hey, you're going to a place where they have an outbreak of everything right now. And all I know is I've been on my deathbed when it comes to being sick. And, uh, I I'm really going to try to avoid that. So I, I paid, like I said, $1,200 and I got a hepatitis A shot, typhoid fever, yellow fever, uh, meningitis, um, malarone, which is anti-malaria. And then I got this trigger spray, which is to spray all my clothes to keep uh, bugs away for up to six weeks. So I'm going to spray all my clothes. Um, and then I also got, uh, what, uh, polio, the polio vaccine. So 
that was very expensive. My arms were hella sore, but I had no outbreak or outbreak. Like I didn't have any fever or anything like that. I was feeling under the weather for a little bit, but not too bad for having that many vaccines. Uh, I did have a friend who recommended I break up the vaccines. So I ended up getting, I think, I don't know what it was like three and three, three in each arm. And then I went back for one or two more to spread it up, spread it out a little bit. But regardless, I, I handled it really well, which was good. I was also very healthy when I went in for these vaccines. So, and when you do do travel vaccines like this, you go to like a travel clinic. You don't go to like your primary care doctor. So I literally sat with this girl for an hour and she educated me all about Nigeria and the health alerts and everything. So they're very well versed on where you're going. Current health alerts for Nigeria is, I have this packet right in front of me. They currently, starting in March, so we're in April 2023, March, they have a yellow fever outbreak. They have a monkeypox outbreak, polio Lassa fever, whatever that is, uh, chickenunga, I can't even see these words, measles, um, diphtheria outbreak, uh, influenza outbreak, and coronavirus outbreak. So that's cool. A little bit of everything. I mean, why not switch it up a little bit? You know, one of each. Uh, just kidding. But that's why I took these vaccinations very, very seriously. The anti-malaria pills, I t- take two, uh, the two days leading, or I take one two days leading up before I leave. And then I take one the entire time I'm there. So I'm going to take those pills. Ends up being for a total of 19 days. I also have this anti-diarrhea stuff. So if I get any sort of traveler's diarrhea, I pour this powder into a little cup and add a little bit of water and drink that. Um, I'm trying to think. In my, I only get a carry-on. We are bringing like 12 checked bags of literally um, all medical supplies. So we only get a carry-on. So I'm bringing like four pairs of scrubs, some long dresses and pants for like church. And um, if we go to dinner and stuff like that, I have a clothesline. So I'm going to be hand washing my clothes in the sink. I have to-go laundry detergent from actually Europe. Super handy. Uh, so I have that. I, Amazon's literally come in clutch. My packing list here has been pretty extensive. Um, I have insect insect repellent, DEET, uh, it has to be at least 30% uh, toilet articles. So I'm bringing like tissues, butt wipes, not going to run out of those, Um, some Kleenex. I have bar soap. I got a flashlight. I'm bringing a microfiber towel for my face. Um, uh, Personal medications, I don't really have any. I will take some, I'll bring some herbs that I have, but less is more, you guys. Like I said, I'm just going to have a carry-on. Um, and then like a fold up duffel bag or something you can use for like on the way home or during the day. Like I said, my money belt's going to stay on me the whole day. I also have a filter straw that um, Cam found on Amazon. Super cool. You literally put it in water and as you drink, it filters the water. The biggest things come from mosquitoes and bugs in Africa. I did get a mosquito net as well to sleep in. So literally be sleeping in a net. I don't know what my sleeping quarters are going to look like, but mosquitoes obviously come out at night. So uh, if I can just protect myself from that, I feel like I will be, I'll feel better about the whole situation. So other than that, I mean, like I said, and then a couple long dresses I got, very conservative. I actually have decided to go to this lady. There's some people in Colorado that do some braiding, like African braids. Um, And I found this lady. She's super sweet. She's going to do my hair uh, Tuesday before I leave. So two days before I leave to go to New York or the night before I leave to go to New York. And I think she's going to add in some like platinum blonde or some kind of extensions into my hair to make it a little bit thicker, but I want braids. I'm not trying to fit in. I just don't know what the water situation is going to be like. And if you are a white girl, you know that your hair will get greasy. Like when I was in Miami, I was swimming in salt water every day and my hair never got greasy. Everything was fine. Like it was great, but I'm not going to be swimming in fresh salt water in Africa. I'm going to be working in the hospital. So if it's just out of my way, it's going to be best. 
I've had box braids one other time when I was in the Dominican Republic, and I have to say, I looked pretty good with them. Not too bad. So I'm going to get those done before I go. Um, that's really the only preparation I have. And then, like I said, we meet uh, at the airport at JFK on um, on next Thursday. So by the time you're hearing this, I'll be on a plane. We do, as for... Uh, as for contact, I was told that if we have like an international plan, we might be able to get some service to say like, you know, to text our family or whatever. I'm not banking on that. I know some people that have been on these trips and they just don't have any service. We do leave one email with somebody and uh, that email address is going to be used to say, hey, we made it to Africa and hey, we're leaving. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. I'll probably leave one of my parents and then give them Cam's information and everybody can communicate. It's, you know, it's a long time to be away from somebody. I've had uh, my share of tears about all of this, like not knowing what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I almost didn't get my passport back to go to Japan. I almost didn't get my visa done. Like everything's been like an almost. So like the fact that it's all working out for me, I just feel like I'm called to go. And being like in fear about this isn't going to do anything. Like I'm here to serve. I'm going to give back. I'm going to do the best that I can. And I'm reading a book right now about poverty and about, you know, treating people. It's not about treating people different. Like it's not the lack of material things that make these people feel a certain way. It's actually how society views them. So they're like sad about like, you know, what, how people see them. Like they can't, they can't offer I can't explain this besides that it's, it's a different, it's a different view. North Americans have a different view on poverty than other places. So this book has been really eye opening for me. As for my my belief in God, I am not one to talk about spiritual things or stuff like that, but this is a Christian mis- mission. And I'd probably say I'm the one that's least into going to church regularly. I don't. I watch uh, Elevation Church online. Love that that uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. But I, I watch it when I want to watch it. And I believe what I want to believe. And I say to each their own. I feel like I have a heart of gold and I don't need to, you know, be in church for five hours on a Sunday or do certain Bible studies to be able to serve at a higher level or, you know, believe in the universe or or God or whatever the case may be. So there will be like, um, you know, devotions and church time and stuff. And I'm just so excited to see a new culture. And like, you know, I go from Japan and Europe to like, literally poverty stricken Nigeria. So I just think my life is is like I, I don't know how to say it besides it's going to it's going to change for the better. I'm not attached to things, but I feel like I'm going to be more detached from anything anymore besides, you know, my heart and my love and me wanting to give back. So, it's very powerful. As for leaving the house, Cam is going to be watching Remy. I'm leaving him logins to everything, my computers. I'm going to let him know, like, I, there's nothing for him to find. Like, I mean, like, no, I'm not a secretive person by any means when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to live a double life or anything like that. So I'm just going to give him logins to my computers and everything and make sure everybody has contact information. I obviously have my house in Arizona, so make sure that that's taken care of and that I have people that, you know, contact information for people. It's very weird to not have your phone. Like we're so attached to it. And I think it's just like everything will run fine. Everything always is fine as soon as we're okay with it being fine, right? So we don't have anxiety over it. So I've let that go. I've had a lot of mixed feelings about this, but I'm truly grateful for this opportunity and know that this is just the beginning. I eventually want to do things with Doctors Without Borders. So once I get my doctorate degree, go and travel and serve as a doctor. So I feel like this is just a stepping stone into the next venture of my life and a new experience. Enough about me. Whatever is going on in your life that's scaring you, you should do it. Step into the fear and embrace the opportunities 
you don't have any limitations. You're just addicted to your limitations. So what you've created in your mind is actually your reality. And if you listen to the fear and you don't move into action, you cut yourself off from the flow of life and creativity and nothing can actually show up for you because you're shutting it down. So think about what your heart's telling you and think about what your head's telling you and take what everybody says with a grain of salt. I know that people in my life love me. I do. And I'm not looking to leave this earth anytime soon. I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to do. Okay. Before I go, however, I understand, you know, their reservations, but I feel like I've done my due diligence and this is for me. This is all for me. This opportunity has all happened for me. And I'm very excited to come home and tell you all about it and hopefully encourage one of you to step entirely out of your comfort zone as well. So remember, through a countless number of experiences, I know that when you step into opportunity, you cut off fear. When you step into fear, you cut off opportunity. Which means if you step into what your heart says, you cut off the worry of your mind. If you step into what your head says, you cut off the guidance of your heart. The decision to step into and take action toward anything in your life that excites you creates an entirely new vision of yourself and opens you up to more ideas and inspiration for what the next step might be. So close your eyes. What scares you the most? I love you. Be kind, give back, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.